Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors beneath crystal chandeliers and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue with all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way. The Gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. I've been away on the last couple of weeks and I've not been very well and I've taken some time out to work on my family tree. And one of the things that I found out was that I'm from most of the areas where our sighting reports are from here in the northwest. But we'll discuss that on another episode. Tonight I'd like to look at some of the cases that are ongoing in the northwest of England. The Yorkshire Moors are where we will be visiting. I live in the northwest, just below the West Pennine Moor. They're kind of very similar to what you see in American Werewolf in London. That's what the moor's like. They're just vast, empty places. And the Pennines are a mountain range that run up through the middle of the UK. And they've been inhabited for hundreds and hundreds of years. I love the moors and their unique habitats. Let's start close to Rivington Pike. Winter Hill is a place that's very close to my heart. It's an important place to me. As I said, both sides of my family surround the moor on the Lancashire and Yorkshire side. It's a place I love to ride and we visit the farm and the hill as often as we can. You will often find Mark and myself up on the moor at one of our normal spots with a flask of coffee and Roy. At night, as the dust roll in, I feel a certain need to run. I'll go back home. It's so dark out there. You cannot see your hand in front of your face. There's no lights. The mist can reach down to your feet and it will come quickly, often without warning. You're very often walking in the clouds when you're up top. It isn't those things that scare me about the moor, though. It's the sighting reports that I've taken and the witnesses that I've interviewed over the years that make me very wary to be up there at night and I never go farther than the car. Along with the mist and the weather conditions, there is also the feel of the land and the energy that it emits that can also change in an instant. Tonight, I want to bring you some new reports that have come in over the last few weeks that have happened in the northwest of England. I work very closely with the Winter Hill team and I meet up with them as often as I can. And they are out in all hours of the day and night and in all weathers when I can't do it. So I owe them a huge thank you for the hard work that they put in. 
If you listen to tonight's cases and you'd like to contact the team or join them on an investigation, Mick, Lee, Caroline and Denise would love the help. Just before Christmas, I shared a number of reports from Winter Hill on YouTube and the surrounding areas across the northwest, and I was contacted by a listener who saw a human-shaped shadow. This sparked my interest, as my husband saw a dark shadow mask move from one set of mill cottages to the other, and he described it in a similar way, and we were passing Moses Gate Park when we spotted it. Now, you can see the pike clearly from where we were. Our listener had this to say. Hi, Deborah. I was walking up Winter Hill yesterday morning, November 2021. We went up early before the weather came in and we had a lovely walk. I was with my partner and the mist came in quickly. As the mist came down, I went back to the car for the buggy and a drink. As I was walking, I glanced to my left-hand side just at the entrance to the little car park, and I saw a shadow. And the shadow was shaped exactly like a person. It was the shape of a person, and it just strolled off, down the hill. The entire event only lasted about three seconds. It was that quick. The movement of the shadow was also strange. And I say strolled, because you could see the shadow splitting, as the legs moved. I hope that makes sense to you, as it's really hard to describe what I saw and how it moved. It was very strange, but I've seen lots of strange things throughout my life, our witness said, so I wasn't scared at all. Now, as I said before, it's not just the hill that has a series of weird reports. I think it's like Cannock Chase and after years of compiling the accounts and mapping them, it would seem that Winter Hill is not the only place where many energy lines cross. It almost looks like a wagging wheel in a spoke-like pattern. Really difficult for me to show you without showing me my map. So I've explained this the best way I could on a visit that Mick filmed when we went to an area where a couple who were stealth camping earlier heard some really nasty, sinister growling. And I'm going to show you all the areas now that we have sighting reports at. The Jodrell Bank is one of them, the Peak District, Wigan, Hague, Winter Hill, Hendel Hill, Longridge Fell, Boland, Lake District. Not sure about Blackcomb, we haven't got one. I've got one at Martin May. I've got one at Barrow. Southport and the Ribble we've got them and it's just these two that I don't have any accounts at so that just shows you this spiral that I'm also always talking about this the fact that this area is almost like a, um, a wagging wheel and each of these spokes has a sighting report on it which is absolutely fascinating okay, I'm with Mick today and we've come out to Beacon Nature Reserve because we've had an incident report that come in just this year, come yeah. in last week, didn't it? And it was a couple that were up here visiting the monument that's just behind us there. Um, and they were having a look at it because I think his grandfather's name's on it, I think. That was why he was up here. But because they had to come all the way from Yorkshire, it was such a long way, they decided to wild camp here. And they wild camp behind us in this direction. And as you can see, you can see Winter Hill just behind my head in that direction there. 
and there is also a quarry. So they set the tent up and they're in there and at half past two in the morning they hear some really strange growls outside and you described them with, did you say subsonic? Yeah, Almost subsonic. Sonic. Yeah. You could feel them as well as hear them. Um, and those growls went on for a number of hours and they did think originally that they were coming from the quarry, which as I say is that way behind us. But in the morning when they got out and they went to the area where the growls were, it wasn't very far from that tent. So we could be dealing with whatever is happening on the hill itself because we're, as I say, we could get from this area to that area just reusing the green corridor as normal. The next report that I will share came into the Winter Hill investigation team over the Christmas period and it fits in nicely with the radius of reports here in the northwest. Hi Mick, I recently saw your video titled The Wigan Flashes Mystery and I was absolutely stunned by the gentleman you interviewed, mentioning not only his own sighting, but the sighting of the lady who had come running towards him with her dog. I've only ever spoken about this incident, this experience with one other person, which was a couple of years ago now. Prior to that, I'd never breathed a word of it, basically for fear of ridicule, as that, is what normally happens to people who experience things like this. I was planning on telling my current partner, but she thinks such things are ludicrous. So I've always kept it to myself. I used to work at the CWS Rockware Glassworks, which was off Webster Street in Platbridge, Wigan. The factory used to back onto the land where the flashes are. And it closed in 91, demolished in the 90s, and there's a new housing estate there now. The factory originally used to have some of its raw materials delivered by rail. And the old supply rail lines are still there, but they stopped using them in the 80s. Although the company had never closed the opening in the fence off where the rails came into the factory. Myself and a workmate used this route to sneak out on a late shift and go walking around the flash and down at the section of the Leeds-Liverpool Canal. This used to happen any time between, say, 7 or 8, or on when we were on nights, between 1 and 4 a.m. We'd often hear sounds as if someone was following us, and what we perceived as growling noises, but we always just put it down to our imaginations, or maybe even just stray dogs. Then one night, put a stop to our sneaking out. We never left the building after what happened. I remember it, it was a clear moonlight night and it was September, October of 87. We were both out and just walking around and enjoying the night. We could hear fairly loud footsteps, some noises and they sounded as if someone was walking and they were coming in our direction. So we crouched down in the bushes and they're full grown trees now and fairly dense. But back then, they weren't so big. Because Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors beneath crystal chandeliers and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue with all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way. The Gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. Leftovers 
or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because of where we were, we thought it was probably a couple of workmates who sometimes came with us, or they sometimes go out on their own. And they were just making their way back to work. My mate, who was with me, whispered something to me and it stopped dead. It either heard him speak or it smelled us. It just stopped suddenly. We were silent. And after what seemed like ages, whatever it was, took a couple of steps and moved into a position where we could see it. And it was about 30 feet away from us. And it was very big. It looked to be possibly around seven feet tall. The moonlight was behind it. So the front of it was in silhouette. I couldn't make out any facial or bodily features. It had its arms raised out to its side, but they were lower than, say, shoulder height. My first thought was that it was a big guy with straggly hair, kind of wearing a cowboy style jacket. The kind with the tassels running down the arms. But I realised it was hair that was four to five inches long. And all of a sudden, it let out this extremely loud and very long scream, roar. It sounded like a man to start with. But the volume was absolutely ear-splitting. And I could feel the noise inside me. As if I was standing next to a big speaker. The scream roar, I guess, lasted for 10 or 15 seconds. It tailed off in the middle, then went loud again, before ending in a deep roar. I felt dizzy, nauseous, but this passed. And I remember rubbing my eyes, feeling like they were really dry and they were stinging a bit. And when I opened my eyes again, it was completely gone. We couldn't hear it walking away. The weird thing was, I felt... Like I was in a soundproof room all the time that this went on. There was no noise at all. And once it disappeared, all felt normal again. And we could hear the factory noises in the background. We didn't want to move, but we had to. We had to get ourselves back to work. After about ten minutes, finally, we plucked up the courage to head back. We really got a move on. And we're more or less walking with our heads facing backwards, trying to make sure it wasn't behind us. We were talking about what it could have been, but we couldn't actually say what it was at that time. I had heard of Bigfoot when I was a kid, watching Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World. But I figured they were only in America. We got back and my mate told me not to say anything to anyone. Or we'd have the piss taken out of us relentlessly at work, and I agreed. 
My friend, by the way, is a big fella. He's six foot four. But this thing was way taller than him. Also, he's a bit of a hard case. And no one messed with him. But this thing absolutely petrified him. He was white and shaking. I tried to speak to him about it a couple of times over the years. But he just shuts me down. Says that, as far as he's concerned, it didn't happen. As things like that don't exist. It's only in recent years, with the advent of various Facebook groups, that I believe what we saw was probably a British Bigfoot. A wild man, a wood woose, I don't know what to call it. Also something to mention is that we weren't far from what we as kids called the murder bridge or the devil's bridge. I used to take my dog walking around there a few years ago. as It's now a nice walk through the woods. But I always had a feeling I was being watched. So I always took someone else with me when I went there. I don't know what our witness saw that night. In the same way that I don't know what I saw that day. Like me, he describes a hair-covered being with long, straggly hair. And I would agree completely with that. I heard no noises, but I know that I screamed. Did we see the same creature five years and seven miles apart? Or are there multiple things going on in the area and we've only touched the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what we've learned so far? I have heard the description, a long shaggy coat, almost like a cowboy coat, as we would call it here in the UK. Long uh, hair on the arms that struggle the witness at the flashes, the lady that was walking her dog, she described what she saw as an ape man kind of creature and it melded back into the green and that very much is what it felt like for me. It was almost like it lent back into the greenery and it was gone. We hear often that the light was behind them, almost an intelligent strategic move because to keep the light in the witness's eyes gives them problems describing what they see because the face always seems to be in shadow and I can think of many reports that I've taken over the years that mention all of or some of these things. Now, people in the northwest are pretty cut and dried. So if they're reporting strange creatures and unexplained experiences, they're not coming forward lightly. They know they're taking a risk but sometimes fear of ridicule is overcome by the need to know. I know that it was what it was like for me. The question of what did I see drives every experiencer. The creatures that are seen have many names, from Perchman, Bearman, the yellow-eyed thing, werewolf, the beast, the man-ape. And recently one gentleman contacted Mick with his report of a bear dog-like creature. He saw it in daylight at early morning and it was moving across the fields. It was dead quiet. It was summertime, so it was fully light. And uh, we were coming down Long Lane and as I, as I turned left onto, onto Horribin Lane, because I'm in a van, I can look over both of the walls yep. that flank the, the road. And I looked to my right onto the field where that brewery is. And just like padding through the centre of the field was this this absolute just monstrosity of a thing. Around there, it, I see deer every morning. There's cows 
you know, so it might have been looking for something to eat, but it was yeah. it was gone in a in a flash, mate. I tried to slow down a bit to get a better look, right. but it was gone. And it was around about the summertime because it was still light, and we was just passing down this road, and I looked over this wall like I do most mornings, and padding through the centre of this field was what all I could describe as a massive, massive dog, more of like a like a bulldog shape or Rottweiler shape. But it was if it stood up it probably would have been about this tall you know looking at it from where i was sat in the van and it was round about that wide and the speed that it was moving at was incredible and it looked like it wasn't even putting any effort in at all as it was moving it was dark in color if it had any fur or if it was skin or whatever but the look of it was dark didn't get to see its head or its face because it was moving in like a westerly direction over there and that's it really it was a bit of a fleeting moment i was shocked to be honest i was like what the heck was that obviously i didn't sell my son because there's only six yeah. <laughs> but yeah i've since then i've been looking for it ever since and i've never seen it again but i'm, I'm just i'm it's gutted that it was such a fleeting moment because it i must have only seen it for maybe a second or two as i was going past but it was definitely something definitely something but what it was, I've no idea mate. It was strange. It was really, really strange. But it was massive. It was more of a it was more than a glimpse. I got to see it for a couple of seconds, to be honest. It wasn't just like something I saw out the corner of my eye. I physically watched it go through the field. Yeah. And then I was off. But yeah, it was here. In this field, heading westernly. It was massive. It was dark in colour. It was like a bulldog rottweiler shape, but imagine it on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was bulging, it was massive. Honestly, it was huge. I can't remember if it had a tail or not, to be honest, no. I would like to say if it did or not, but I try, I've tried to draw it since, because I'm into painting, but I just can't draw anything that, it just looks silly when I try to draw it. It's that It was that abnormal of a creature. It just looks silly when I try to draw it. <laughs> it was very, very strange. Up here, yes, but it was about 20 years ago now. Um, I used to live in Chorley and we used to have a panoramic view of Healy Nab from our kitchen. And um, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One day my dad was like, come here. So, and um, so I was like, well, I was only, must, I, was, I was about, I was, how old would I have been 20 years ago? I would have been 14. And so I looked and over the nab, there was three spherical silver marbles round about roughly the size of a mini there was three of them and they were all just sort of like doing that with each other just playing mm. do you know what i mean and my mum came and like what are you looking at and me and my dad were just like look there's ufos over the nab and um we didn't phone the police or anything we just left it mm. so but yeah they were spherical silver huge marbles the size of a mini but that was a long long time ago that now 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the weirdest. That's the weirdest. The the the, the, the dog beast thing. You're the first person to actually see it in daylight. So yeah. For us, that's a good thing. You know, because everyone else, it's it's always been in shadow or they've just seen the eyes, but to actually see it running across a field. I can imagine if it stood up on its two hind legs, it would be horrifying. Yeah. yeah. It was a very strange day, that. But... The creature that that witness just described is horrifying. Can you imagine being up high with no light source and something following you down off the hill? Because I've spoken to witnesses that have seen that thing, or I should I say, could not see that thing at night, only the outline of it. He's describing something big and black and muscular. And we have a number of reports where witnesses on the road have described hitting a dog that was big and black and muscular. Mick is working with some other witnesses that have come forward and he'll be sharing those reports with you here at BBN on his own YouTube channel. And I've linked that in below. So as you can see, there are some very strange creatures moving around. Luckily, they are being spotted and people are reporting them. Ordinary folk going about everyday things, when they're confronted with an experience that they cannot explain. Next, you will hear a compilation of witnesses explaining their events as they happened in their own words. I wonder if the strange sounds being reported and the almost infrasound attack that happened to the witness at Platte Bridge are connected in some way. Paul on the flashes mentions almost as if a craft was above him. He didn't never use that word, but it was as if something was above him and he could feel its presence. And there was an actual noise, a humming, thrumming noise that kind of threw him off. Um, and that's been reported on the flashes by other people. This is the area which, uh, at the time of the event, the locals called the Twitties, because we've got a reservoir here just behind me on that side, and then we have one on this side as well. Um, with a, a bit in the middle where you can uh, get from one to the other. Uh, he said they were overly efficient uh, on this particular night, uh, and then all of a sudden, about half eleven at night, twelve o'clock, he said all of a sudden there was a bright light up above and it seemed to light up all this area. He said he then lifted up as they jumped to the floor like because it had frightened them and these, the, the light lifted up and just shot off towards Winter Hill which is in that direction over there. Um, he said it, it went up into the air and as it got there it sort of hovered and then it, it shot off like, he uh, explained it like the Star Trek Enterprise would just be there one minute and then just sort of like whooshed off into the uh, distance. After this happened, what they did is they got the stuff together, caught the fish, what they caught, decided to go back. And um, he said his friend, some of his friends were working in an area of Bolton, which is well known uh, uh, as a local um, factory uh, and he'd gone down with some fish to hand over to his friends uh, because he said he'd come out night fishing and he would take some to them and 
when he got there, one of his friends mentioned that from the area of the factory, you could see all the way over here. He said he, he what he thought he saw a UFO going up, and then he explained to his friend that he was actually there at the time when he saw this UFO and explained to him what had happened. At this particular spot, where we are now, uh, where you can see winter all behind me, me and Deborah Axwell came out and interviewed uh, someone who had a, something very strange happening to him along this, this stretch of road here. Today I'm with Paul, who's come out to meet me to explain about an experience he had here in 1974. Mixed filming the road for you, so you can see it as we speak. Here. If you don't mind, Paul, if you can say it over the traffic, yep. you were coming from... Basically, I emerged from the junction from Tockholes, turned left, came down this road going towards the Belmont direction, and this was approximately two weeks before Christmas 1974. It was a really dull, overcast day, sun up shone all day. As I pulled out of Tockholes turning, in the rear view mirror I could see a camper van come over the brow, which is mm. from the direction of Abbey Village. And then, basically, catching up with so I was approaching Belmont mm -hmm. and then eventually well not too much time it caught up with me I can actually hear it and I turned around to look see how far away it was from me in case I need to move over and I could actually hear it see it basically a mucky brown colour from mm -hmm. the van but the windows were completely dark right like in like a privacy type glass yeah I looked, for, uh, looked back to see where I was going obviously again and it just went quiet, I couldn't hear it anymore. So I looked back, nothing. So I screeched back to a quick halt. So I must have gone in one of these fields at the side yeah, or it's a lot. whatever, the only flimsy fences. So I looked, absolutely nothing, I even went as far back as a rise at the top there so I could look down towards the other side for every village. Yeah. And from there as well you can also see the Tockholes Road clearly so there was absolutely nothing. Just not nowhere. Nothing at all. And as we were speaking about earlier, you were on a, mo a motorbike. Yeah. And he's in a little van. So if you've come over this crest doing, what, say, 65, say. Yeah. Yeah? There's no way that van's kept up with you at no. that. No. At the time, he, the time he was at level, he must have been easily 85. Yeah. We do have a lot of reports of accidents and things like this on, on this bit of the road. Um, and like I said, we'll go back and we'll try and see if we can find something. But to me, the fact that the windows were blocked out and that you could hear it, I think it was something to do with you. I think maybe you, I don't know, maybe as you've crossed the ley line, you've tuned into something, I don't know, it's just guesswork on my part. Because I did ask you before if you'd had any strange experiences, and you've had a couple, haven't you? Really yeah, a couple, yeah. I mean, it could possibly be that. It could be an old accident. It's replaying itself. But what I find really curious is the fact that it's kept up with you. There's no way that van could have come down yeah. that rise and kept up with it with the bike. But you don't think logically at the time. No, it, you don't. it just happens, and it's afterwards yeah. you think. The only reason afterwards as well, we had we got one at work later, and driving it, you realise that no way, it's just <laughs> no way. not going to happen. And you at the time you were worried about an accident. You thought he'd gone over, yeah. didn't you? So you're not thinking about anything out of the ordinary. Eh? You're thinking, no. where's he gone? Is he okay? There's no lights out here at night. There's nothing, is no. there? No. Completely pitch black. But like, it's a strange road because we've got reports all along it, past the rock and just keeps going further down. And the um, only other thing which I mentioned before, it was 
One of the quietest Fridays I've ever yeah, known. Traffic said that, wise, really quiet. So we've come up to the car park now because it's much easier to talk, isn't it? So really, you were coming over this brow, which yep. is just over there. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you were on a motorbike, weren't you? Yeah. I pulled out from this road, side of us, <coughs> turn left, going towards Belmont. So down that way? Yeah. Um, let me just get my bearings. All oh, right, I know where I am. So the lay-by's down there where we were stood earlier. Yep. And as we were <coughs> talking, Mick, there's a ley line that runs through the saddle. Well, it comes from your left up on that hill. Right. Uh, it goes all the way across over to a burial mound called Roundloaf. Yeah. And all up on top to your left, uh, which on the camera will be to your right, uh, there's another stone up there called the Hanging Stone, which is meant to be part of a, a stone circle. So he's come across, he's come out of here and he's gone down the road and there's a camper van on your left hand side, is that right? It was actually on my right hand side. Right. Now he's just, he's, you, when did you notice him, at which point? As I pulled out in the turn in there towards Belmont, I noticed him coming over the brow of the hill over there mm. in the mirrors. And he's just come alongside you? Basically caught up with me, pulled alongside me. I've turned round and I can't, just to get my position on the road so I can pass. I can hear him, see him. It's like a dirty brown colour, the van, blacked out windows, like a privacy glass. Turned out around to look forward. Same went from the van. Round, gone. Completely gone. Completely gone. Came to a stop quick as I could. Turned back round. As far back as the brow of the hill there, towards Abbey Village, nothing. And you can see this road here. Yeah. You could see it better then actually because the trees weren't there then. Right. You can see quite clear quite a bit of way up then. Nothing. Just, just vanished, just vanished. So He's not gone over, he's not crested anywhere, he's just gone. Really, and there was like electricity in the air. You look up and all you saw was the sky about to go dark between dusk and night. And there was nothing there, but there did feel like there was something moving. And uh, from Brim Flash, I got a good idea. It seemed to, the sound, because it's more open there, seemed to drift away. And it might have so strange this, but it seemed to be following the watercourse, the canal in this question. And then it just went. Nothing to see, but it just I had this feeling there was something above me moving, but I couldn't see. And then the birds started singing again. And that was about two, two and a half weeks later after the experience here. Really strange. There was electricity in the air, like static and that humming sound as though you get from a substation. Exactly the same, but deeper. Yeah. And you, you, you all have this feeling that you're being watched as something about. I, I swear there was something above me moving large, but I couldn't see it. It went a shade darker, like you'd get a cloud on a summer's day and a cloud would go in the sun and then to be shady, wouldn't it? Until the cloud passed and then the sun came through. It was like that. that so there was something up there, it seemed, that was shading everywhere. And before that happened, the, the woman, over a week before, at the path coming down there, she started shouting my name with a dog came running. And this before I even experienced anything. She came around and said, Paul, Paul, I'm not drunk. I said, something strange happened. This is what happened about a week and a half, two weeks before the strange occurrence at Ockrey Pond happened to me. I'd just come up the path, 
over there and then a woman I know me to see a regular she came running down here shouting my name with a dog really panicking I said what's wrong is it a bloke about or anything said no I, I've just seen something really strange like a figure about seven foot tall it turned to look at me then all of a sudden she goes I've not had a drink or anything Paul I swear to you it just seemed to blend in in the background as though the black background became him and gone and said and when I was coming from further down there was a deep humming noise in the sky said really freaked me out and she's coming and going here and I've had to walk her off Caroline and myself went for a walk in an area of Manchester called Boggart Old Clough. The reason we chose this area was one, neither of us had been there before. Two, there is a report on Deborah Atswell's BBR map. And three, Boggart Old Clough is well known for being one of Manchester's most haunted parks with a lot of reported poltergeist activity. I decided to take photos and videos along the walk so I could retell the account from this area while you watch. I hope you enjoy watching as much as we did our walk. This report is from 2003. Before I moved to Doncaster, I was living in an area of Manchester called Blakely. Me and my family would often go for walks embracing the beautiful woodlands and surroundings. Back in 2003, we decided to go for an evening walk in the nearby area of Boggett Old Clough. An area with an amazing size to it. Wildlife, a pond and even streams. But that was only one part of it. We arrived at the location around 9pm. Myself, my mum and an ex-partner of hers. As we started to walk along the path, we could hear birds and the common sounds you would expect. But as we made another step, we had stopped dead in our tracks. The sudden feeling of being watched, but due to the darkness in Boggart Old Clough, we couldn't see much, apart from the trees that were pretty much in front of us. Next thing we knew, a small stone landed centimetres in front of us. As my mum's ex began to proceed and walk towards the pathway, another stone was thrown, and then a third. During this time we felt consistently being watched by someone or something. It was by the third we knew it was time to go and that's when we left the area. If you would like to share an account with us or join BBR or investigate with the WIT team you can contact myself or Mick on the emails provided in the description of the video. I will keep you up to date with any new reports as they come in. I would like to take the time to say thank you to all of our regular listeners who tune in each week and to all of the people that take part in the fortnightly live feeds and to all of the new people listening for the first time. Now I will be back on Tuesday with a live stream with Deb and Stu and my husband Mark will be joining us. So as I say goodbye... I would like to wish Pat a speedy recovery and I hope the universe will provide a new publisher very soon. Good night, everyone. Please click like or share on your social media and there are a number of free social media sites listed below that you might find interesting. Good night, everyone.
leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.